Hey everybody, this is the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles Larita. And I'm Will Sarver. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us beat off. It's just, it's fantastic. We're, uh, we are still on quarantine in this, this edition of the podcast. Will, how are you holding up over there? Because we are like way isolated. Like I haven't seen anybody in like weeks. No, well, update on me is I haven't showered in days. Uh, I forgot to put on deodorant. Um, <laughs> not even sure if I brushed my teeth today. I mean, should I continue or does that, does that give you, paint a nice picture for you? I mean, I can see you physically on, on my tablet. Oh. I'm looking oh, oh, at yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can see me my uh, with my unruly homeless person facial hair. It's very coarse, and my face itches. I haven't done my hair in quite some time. I've got about three days out of this shirt. It's <laughs> awesome. I have, Ninja just, I have Ninja Turtle pajama pants on right now and slippers. We're I'm just glad, living. I'm glad you're wearing pants because I didn't think so for a second. Yeah, I don't know. You'll never know. Maybe if I have to stand up, you might get a very small free show. Um... So what if, what have <laughs> you? It's uh, free. I was gonna say, what have you been doing with all this time uh, with yourself? Honestly, I'm taking advantage and um, just you know sitting here, you know, beating off. It's pretty much yeah. I'm beating off I'm, with you. Actually, that's pretty funny yeah, you say I mean, that. We're beating off together, and people like to listen to that. I think exactly. Um, that's that's what we, what we uh, what we do here. I love it though. But hey, we have a question. We do that. Someone sent us in, and did you know? how people can actually write questions into us for it to to answer i honestly i i have no idea could, do you know i do actually will you could go to www.charleslarita.com slash contact and it'll take wow. you yeah i know it's it's bananas the internet is just incredible um and you can go and there's a box you can fill out with your name uh where you're from and you know your 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 question for us to answer in a long form kind of thing. It's amazing. And now with over five hundred free hours of America Online, you can access the internet any way you'd like. <laughs> so That's incredible. Completely crazy. Why I just thought of that is because I not too long ago uh, bought an InSync album that I only had on cassette whilst growing up, and it had inside of it a free America online, like free 500 hour <laughs> I remember thing. that. And I was like, really, I was like, I could, I could use like cash this in. This is like gold. Um, but we do in fact have a question for this installment of the drop the beat podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this question comes from Marcus G from Maryland. Hi, Marcus. Hope you're listening to this one. Marcus. What up? What up? Maryland is awesome. Maryland, Maryland actually has a really, really cool music scene. Um, I love Maryland. Yeah. I mean, I'm more, hip and proper to ocean city because i'm yes. very very touristy and i like the boardwalk but you know that's just me but anyway marcus hope we're not he's probably like oh my god these tourists um, yeah of course of course it's ocean city sorry 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 but anyway marcus writes in and he says i play out in the bar scene and i've been questioning playing in my original band to, due to our lack of success ah, so he is in the, the maryland bar scene there you go mm, all right personally do you feel it's better to play in a cover band or an original band? Well, Marcus, oh. that's a heavy hitter there, dude. Marcus, um, I can't believe you're doing this to us, man. Doing us dirty, on. man. Oh, God. Just when we that's think we're going to... That's a great question. That though. is an awesome question. That's because really important. Marcus, we're, I'm going to level with you right now. Um, well, I'm going to be we frank. It. We live in it. I was say, I'm right going to be frank with you, and then I'm going to be Charles with you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like he, Frank a lot better. Yeah, he's he's more fun. Um, that's a 
that's a great little conundrum that he's in because he's playing out in an original band. And granted, Maryland, I mean, a lot of town. I don't. He didn't specify where in Maryland, um, but there's a lot of cool places to play. A lot of places, not just you know cover bar band places, but a lot of original places too. Um, and first off, Marcus, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you you feel that way about. Um, your lack of success. I mean, we could always get into defining what successful is, and that's a whole philosophical uh, yeah, thing for another time. Get down that rabbit hole. Um, but man, Will, if I didn't feel this way literally all the time, where it's, you know, wanting to, to give up and just, and we say it all the time, we could just yeah, secede, and we could just go right into um, being a cover bar band kind of thing. Um, but what what would, I mean, we can always... I, I would say we should we kind of differentiate between the two. If you had to get into the, you know, some of the differences between the cover bands and the original bands, where would you start with that? What's like the big hit it right on the head? The difference between the two? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's an obvious difference, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've done both. I think we both and, have actually. Yes, and I know that you have too. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we definitely could answer this. Um, uh, wow, it's, I mean. I know this kind of was a sideswipe, Marcus Christ. Yeah, it's too real, Marcus. <laughs> that's the problem. Um, uh, you know, I'm always going to want to push for original music. Um, I think it's I, important. I agree. Um you know, it's it's how we're gonna be able to progress musically and as as a generation and all that. Um, if we just keep covering everything, it's just <laughs> we're we're never gonna get anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean that's the one thing I've I've always noticed. Um, we in in our area specifically, um, my area being a little different than yours, William is. Um, you know, we have a lot, a lot of cover bands here because that's mainly the scene. Original bands don't do as well around here because people want to go out and see things uh, or listen to bands uh, with music they know and they can relate with. Oh, so yeah. many people are so horrified to listen to a song they have no idea what it is. Step um, out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's a lot of bands in not just our area but everywhere where it's like you have 10 bands made of, you know, the same six people. And they all oh, play yeah. the same. They all play the same songs and, and that kind of a thing. And it just. And I thought it was just around where I am, but it's you know it's 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 everywhere else. Like that's that's a th- like that's a thing. Like I had no idea where it's like you know bands around here do pride and joy. You drive out to Maryland, they're gonna be doing the same damn song or just <laughs> yeah. whichever, or like Brown Eyed Girl or one of those guys. Which yeah, they're great great songs, but. I've heard him a thousand times and it, it, it just kind of gets to me. Um, and I know we have this issue a lot with people requesting songs for us to play because we have a horn section. Oh yeah. Just because they see that. I mean, it's, it's, you're an open book now and it's, that's especially frustrating because, you know, I know you take a lot of time and effort and you write this stuff and, um, put blood sweat and tears in it and then we we practice and we rehearse and we go out and we play these shows and then someone's screaming at us to play Freebird, yeah you know or, or the one we would alabama o- or we would whatever. always get the one because we had horns we'd always get the one guy get one of us to play buffalo soldier and he would just act like he'd be just so <laughs> you know the gigs. one 
he'd be like, come on, man, you know, you know, Buffalo. And he'd have to sing it as if I didn't know it. And be, come on, your guys all know it. And I'm like, please, please don't breathe on me. Um, right, right. You know, and it's, and at that point, it's a lot of people, they just want to see how closely you can sound like the original. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, you're never going to be like the original. Put on the record. Yeah, go listen to the record. Um, I mean, but then you also have a lot of those groups where it's like the, the, the Zeppelin tribute bands and those where they sound identical. Oh yeah. To the real acts. And they are very impressive, but at the same time. I don't know the names of any of the guys guys playing in those bands, and that's kind of a, a it's kind of sad at that point because it's it's great. That's obviously, be, that's all it'll be, you know. Yeah, you kind of just will always be at that level. Yeah, and I mean it's a and, shame because yeah, it takes skill to do, but at the same time, it's I personally would more so see people write something new. Yeah, and express themselves and create. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's incredibly important, um, especially because you get to a point, and one of one of our friends had pointed out, you know, a lot of people who do a lot of cover band things, they act like they wrote the stuff. Um, that's yeah, and that's uh, that's a little forward in that kind of regard. I mean, yeah, it's great you can play a song, you know, note for note and this and that. But I I always look personally, there's a very big difference between covering a song and imitating a song. Um, and that's like when we when we cover stuff, we do it in our version or our very our own style, um, which you could you know easily see on YouTube if you wanted to check us out. Anybody listening? Um, yeah, go on our website and check us out. I would I would personally, um, but you know it's it's one of those those kind of things where it's like I more so like the cover aspect, not the imitation kind of thing. Because I think it just it's it's just a different way. It's you doing a version of a song um, with that kind of thing, and that kind of almost makes it your original. In, in that regard, which is cool. And I think for me, when I was doing my cover band, I had a trio for years and then became a quattro. Um, before The Mischief, that's kind of how I started getting my following. I did songs in my style and people loved them or they hated them. And there was no in between. There was never like, oh, I kind of like this one. No, it was either you don't sound like the Beatles. And it's like, I'm not the Beatles. I'm collectively not any of those Beatles. Yeah, I'm not Paul McCartney not from Wings. <laughs> like you're not um, even wings i'm not no i'm not i don't even have any wings man um and that was tough and then even worse from that was you know then branching into the mischief doing the original thing and now you have everyone who followed the band basically just being like yeah we don't like these songs you're writing we don't like this at all to go back to doing the cover thing people are going to like you more and that's probably the worst thing you could say to anyone uh, it's not yeah. there's far worse things you could say to anyone but you could that's the yeah, worst thing you say to bad. someone playing in a band who's writing their own material uh because we our whole fan base flipped and, and changed and switched and it was completely different because the people didn't want to hear that they wanted to hear the same song they've been hearing for the past 50 60 years uh, yeah you know and you've played in a, in a cover band too um you know what what have your experiences kind of been with that? Because then we're going to have to flip the coin and kind of be like, let's talk about the original experiences and how much yeah. different that is. I mean, with the cover band, there were times where um, it was fun. Um, you know, they're, they're, it can be fun to do. Um, and but was it fulfilling and gratifying? No, and that's why I don't do it anymore. Um, there, that's, there you go, yes. Yeah, it's... You know, you play the first show, you know, 
first show, you know, second show and, you know, the buzz is still there and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. But like then you start playing in a third, a fourth, a fifth, tenth time, twentieth time. And you're just like, it's the same thing. It kind of loses its <laughs> mojo. And then it becomes, well, you know, now you're just doing it for the money because typically yeah. the cover scene, it pays and it pays decently compared to the original scene, which it's barely anything. Why well, so, would you ask? Yeah. I was going to say, have you ever gotten any really, really good cover gigs? Oh, 100%. I mean, oh God, yeah. I, I remember coming back, you know, with the band and, you know, having a pile of money on the table because, you know, it, you're just paying, you know, playing for, you know, a bunch of wealthy individuals and everybody starts having a few drinks and the party, you know, they don't want the party to stop. So they throw you some more money. And next thing mm-hmm. you know is you got a bunch of money at the end of the night and so then it gets you hooked for the next time you do it, but then you may not have the same outcome. Yeah. And you, but know, you, get gig, you get gigs and money. You get gigs and money. And then you're in that, then you get to that like level of, man, I, don't, I really don't want to do it anymore, but like I am getting paid and I'm getting paid yeah. pretty well. But for me, it was just never satisfying or fulfilling. Um, I didn't get anything out of it. I mean, yes, I was playing, so like it was keeping my chops up, but I missed doing, you know, original stuff because that had a purpose, that had feeling, that had soul. It was you could creative. put you into it. You exactly. could put your, your flavor into it, and that's so important. Right. The cover thing is like I'm trying to play it as close as possible. Mm-hmm. to the original i mean it's never 100 percent, and i'm not going to learn it 100 percent. but i can't veer off the path too much because then yeah. it won't start to sound like that song and then you will have people be like that's not how it, that's not how it sounds oh yeah and, oh um, boy my favorite there, yeah oh, there shouldn't be you're not Jimi hendrix oh really yeah, and, yeah. so <laughs> you, you can't have you there's not a lot of like artistic freedom and, and liberty and and creativity and fun with it anymore it, it's just no, so not cookie at all. cutter and monotone and that's you know monotonous it's very monotonous and that's why i just i had to get away from it and you know the original as much as a struggle as it is and we will talk about that oh marcus um, oh boy i at the end of the day I have a sense of purpose. It feels great to play those songs. Um, I'm not just saying that so you can pay me more at the end of the day, but yeah, I don't have any money to pay you because we're an original band. Yeah. So, so. but that's the <laughs> I'm best just trying part. to keep my job. I mean, that's my favorite with with writing, you know, the songs that we do is I have my drum ideas and I'll play you a bad version of it and then I'll be like play it like you do it like you and you get to make your parts to it and I think that's the best the the coolest thing. Um, that's the drums important. are pretty well they're the most the drums are the most up in the air kind of thing because you know the horn parts are written as they are and obviously we're always asking everybody what do you think of this part what do you think of that part anything we say and sometimes people have cool ideas with it but um and the same with you know with bass i'll kind of I'll have a main idea and you know but but your your parts are obviously really really important and um you get to put a whole lot of you into that and that's that's that means i think that's why lot. i like it so much because you give me the opportunity um to put my spin on it. I mean, 
not everybody's going to do that. Um, some people are very particular about their original stuff, and they have a part oh, of Oh, I've mind. played with people who are, yeah. <laughs> and not this great. is what it's going to be. But you are the opposite of that. You have an idea in mind, and I, and I know you enough, and I've been playing a long time, that I can take whatever you play me or let me listen to. You know where I'm I, going with it. We can I know where you're other. going yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. And um, then I can just kind of make it my own. But it is tough. It's a lot of pressure. It's your song. It's your baby. And I try and do my best and give it they're justice. More so my, they're, they're, more, they're more so my adopted children. They're not that close to me. I'm just kidding. Right. That's, no, they are my yeah. children. You can get rid of them at, at any time. Oh. Um, but yeah, but I mean, as far as it goes with... Um, with with covers and original stuff like i used to and to this day with us playing we never announce we're an original band we just play and people even when walk I was, away even when i was doing that yeah because people prejudge it they're like like literally they'll be like hi i'm i have some songs i wrote and i'm just you know envisioning oh here's a girl with her acoustic guitar in a coffee shop and she's gonna open her diary and it's the same four chords Ugh. and everyone thinks that like you can't get away from that but the thing is those covers everyone's playing, those were someone's originals. That's what no That's one gets. That's a really good point. Yep. Um, like when we used to do the um, the gigs that we used to have, the cover gigs, you know, people just wanted all cover stuff. And I would sneak in at the time, I would sneak in my own originals. No one knew that they were originals because I never announced. And we just played and people danced. They loved them. We had, so, you know, you talking about gigs. We had this one gig one time. Um, we just become, we were a trio and just became a quattro. We added Mr. Chandler scales on the sax. So it was just guitar, bass, drums, and tenor sax. And I was singing. Um, and we got this gig in Tom's River um, in New Jersey, which is very close to like the shore, like Point Pleasant kind of area. It is a very, this area we played was very wealthy. Like we were in this cul-de-sac and... Mm. There was a house behind a like a gated fence. It looked like like the X Men mansion, and the house we played at was just this big, old, beautiful looking, almost like a Cape May style kind of like. Uh, oh, nice! The Victorian really looking. Yeah. yeah. So the, they were super, super sweet, and it was a private party. I don't know what it wasn't. Didn't even have a reason. He's just like I feel like I had throwing a private party, and the guy did everything we wanted us to do. You know, he he had we had a nice patio spot. We had a big tent. We had electric. Everything everything we requested, we got paid ungodly well. Like we each walked away with I think over a thousand dollars for this gig. Um, sound guy as well, um, being my father, um, they tipped us like a thousand dollars for this thing. Like it was it was nuts. Um, the dude was like, "Yeah, go in, go explore the house." So of course I have to. I went in every bathroom to pee and he had four bathrooms and you know your bathroom is, is just baller as shit when the toilet and sink are black like that's a big deal oh like, that is nice we don't have that in our little like you know trailers that we live in um, you're lucky to have a beige off-white dude it was like this carpeted hallway mansion banister looking monster house thing it was awesome and like the one bathroom had a bathtub with the lion feet on the bottom like the big deep tub like it yeah, was just like yeah. it was it was crazy um and at the end of the night like we played everyone was dancing everyone loved it they everyone was so appreciative um and at the end of the night the guy was just like uh, take any booze you want home take any food take any snacks you guys were great here's a big tip 
and I don't drink, but I'll be damned if I didn't take like five boxes of giant expensive cookies home because he said we could. <laughs> and I Smart took, like, move. These, yeah, well, I, you know, I, you know, it is. What yeah. it is. We're we're all smuggling shit out. But <laughs> it was crazy though because of the atmosphere, the attitude, and what we got paid for a cover gig. That was the craziest yeah, thing. That's wild. Because I had the bar. This was right before the mischief started. And for us to get a gig like that, you know, where we're getting like almost a grand a person, I was like, oh my God, the original band's going to be great. Little did I know, it's not as widely accepted as I thought. And there's kind of like circles where, where it is. And the gigs are very, very different. I mean, you and I have done a, the hundreds of these, you know, at this point, um, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? Like, why is there such this weird divide? Uh, I think it's fear based. Like spooky ghosts and spiders. Exactly. Yeah. God, that's, um, that is, that is horrifying. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm keeping it together. It's, um, I think people are afraid to step out of their comfort zone. Um, you mean the audience like listening wise? Yes. Listening wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think humans alone are very accustomed to comfort and it's difficult for us to get out of our shell and veer off the path a little bit. And that comes with that. We know people listening to music and, um, you know, like you were explaining the the you know person in acoustic guitar in the coffee shop, you know, yeah, reading their yeah. diary or singing something very depressing. Um, <laughs> people put people are already judging or oh, of, um, of course, before you even get up there. So, um, I think as far as like the fine the finances of it, I think because of that venues and individuals are not going to pay you because they're unsure of what the outcome is going to be. Um, that's, that's, yeah. So it's not only if I'm understanding this correctly, it's not just the audience, but yeah, it is the venue owners and things who are kind of very unsure because they know there's a specific crowd for it, I guess. Exactly. I mean, you, you just, you know, if they can, you know, they feel more comfortable investing their money in you knowing that you're going to play, um, you know, a complete set of Leonard Skinner because oh, they boy. know they're going to get a good crowd response. That's it's incredibly gonna, true. And it's going to bring people in the door and it's going to, people are going to buy food and they're going to buy drinks. Now, if you told them you're an original group and chances are they probably didn't listen to your music because it still oh, baffles yeah. me that some people don't listen to bands music and they still hire them. Um, oh boy. We've been so, on the end yeah, of that. Exactly. So not us be, specifically, but right. So they'll be like, uh, how about a hundred dollars for the night for the band? <laughs> um, or, you know, we'll give you 10% of what we make at the bar. Um, and oh, my favorite is always, uh, um, you know, it's a, uh, you have to get 10 people come in the door and then you get paid 50% of whatever they, whatever oh, yeah, it's, you get it's after that. Some ridiculous math equation. Um, you don't make anything. And that's why, you know, Marcus's point, I, under, I understand him being discouraged. Like, that's incredibly, you know, fair. Oh, my God, he sucks. feels. Be honest, yeah. Um, that was like, so you saying about not listening to bands and wanting all the Leonard Skinner or the whatever cover stuff. We, um, me and Chandler and our trumpet player, Sean, we went one time 
in your neck of the woods. We were in like Langhorne Levittown going shopping around to a couple different venues trying to get gigs like physically driving there and speaking with people and bringing our disc and we literally brought it to one place handed it to the boss the guy who hired the music he looked at it put on the table was like yeah yeah that's great uh so you guys do like brown eye girl and margaritaville and shit like that and we were just like dude exactly yep it's and from a business point i get it because every band does that everyone wants to hear it he wants consistency yeah. But from like the but then you have the musical artistry point where it's like we don't want to do that. We don't want to sell our 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 kind of souls no. doing stuff. We're not get a jukebox. Jukebox pay you. You know, right. you don't have to pay yeah. the band. Like so it's a uh, it's disheartening where it's like, yeah, you just spend all this time writing stuff and 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 working as hard as you can and you know, give me a brown-eyed girl, give me a margaritaville. Yeah. And the original stuff, uh, I mean, I think I don't know how you feel about it, but it, it's a lot more work. Than doing oh, a cover, yeah. well, than we doing a cover we, gig, we don't have anything to base it on. So um, think of, think about it. You're putting in the most time, the most effort. You're making a huge investment, and you're getting pretty much little to zero return. Yeah. So I was gonna say for anyone listening, um, if anyone even plays in any original scene. So like a good example for us is we play. You know, a lot a lot of cities, a lot of towns have them. We played everywhere. We're right kind of in this armpit of. Um, Central New Jersey, the Jersey Shore, we've got Philadelphia, New York. We're right around all those in, in that little armpit or crotch, if you will. Um, crotch. Where, wood, where <laughs> water is water and, you know, you have Central New Jersey does exist. Where the beer flows like wine. Yes, yes. Um, we will have original gigs. They'll go like this. You show up. Uh, you have to show up usually an hour before your set. You're on a set with five other bands or you're on a bill with five other bands, your set is like, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? Yeah, 45 tops, if you're lucky. And then it's based on how many people come in the door for you. They say who they're there to see, and then you make money based off of that. And if you you walk home with 100 bucks, that's that's amazing. Because a lot of those places, they don't let you play if you don't bring out people. But the problem is it's too far away to bring people people so you need to play in the area to get a crowd but you can't even play in the area to get a crowd because you have to have people so it's like this vicious cycle of just horseshit yes um i i can recall uh someone we talked to not too recently in in the area near us um in asbury park and he was like uh how's your how's your crowd on the weekends and we're like well you know you're a little farther away from us but we can hold a crowd and we can you know bring some of our own crowd out and it's you know it's not like you're asking the chefs to bring people out to the restaurant either we're (laughs) we're here to perform i think of that all the time Uh, and he would be like uh, he said well we're gonna have you come in on a thursday and you're gonna play for free because we want to judge how many people you're gonna bring out for saturday oh that guy yeah yeah that guy god damn like that is the worst thing you could ever do um it's just like a, a, and I understand it though, because there are a lot of original groups who don't promote themselves. They don't do the legwork. They just expect they're going to play and just be gospel and everyone's going to just flock. And I get yeah. both sides of it. Um, but it's crazy because it's like, I mean, I love some of the original places we play, you know, because they are like small hole in the walls, but they're all run by really good people, really Yeah, sweet the people, people are good. But sometimes you do have the small hole in the walls and the people are terrible. Like we had to bail out of a gig because we had a bassist quit last, you know, last minute. And the guy was like, you can't, I was like, we physically can't play. We do not have a bassist. And he was like, you can't leave this gig. You can't leave me here. I have to pay my bills. And I'm like, dude, I have to pay my bills too. And you don't pay us shit. Like, yeah, you're not paying us anything. You're not, you're bare. I was like, and I flat out told him, I was like, 
don't tell me about you know paying bills it's like what are we driving an hour and a half to come to your place and then we have to pay for you know play for thirty dollars like dude get over that's not my problem you know no 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 stuff Um, like that and like the guy before like that's also like true sign of a place that's struggling um they're they're having trouble bringing people in general um and they're just using you as a tool to get more people in or an excuse of why they can't have people in or why they can't pay their bills um, yeah that is yeah and they put the blame on you it's it's like you sh- there's a reason you don't have people in here all the time and it's not just because of the bands that you're bringing in and I, I mean, they're always just trying to kind of cover themselves. Granted, we've played places, original plays, where they are the best people, and we love going there. And even if we don't get paid a lot, it's always a good crowd and a good atmosphere, right. and that makes the difference. That's yeah. the thing. I'm not good crowd is everything. Try- yeah, I'm never trying to shit on any places like that because we always try to not prejudge the place when we get there because if it's a great crowd and the people are good and you know they're welcoming and the owners are good, like that's a great thing. But when you walk in and you've played a place X amount of times. And the guy still has no idea who you are. And he, you know, complained, yeah, oh, I've spent forever putting this set together with you knew in these other bands. It's like, no one sounds the same. You've never heard our music. And it's just like, there's just a lack of care. Yeah. Um, the one we always have the problem with is there's always still the pay to play places where they give you tickets to sell. Um, oh, yeah. That is my least favorite because it's literally you're just taking this money so you can pay your bigger acts and they always promise you bigger and better things and then they you don't ever get those bigger and better things such a terrible way to run things yeah i was gonna say anybody listening if you've ever had to go into a cocaine office if anyone can <laughs> imagine what that looks like where it looks it's like white. it's a, a little narrow crappy office with just drug paraphernalia and you have to hand cash because they only accept cash and they they don't ever want to give you a you're not allowed to give paying checks and it's just like whoa so you're not keeping track of your taxes or filing any of this you know it's just it's it's a shame there's such a crazy divide between the two bands you know where it's like the cover group band who are you know playing other people's music for whether it be weddings or parties or big clubs getting you know nice places phenomenal pay gigs out the ass or in the ass oh yeah you can make a a great living doing that don't get me wrong and you know the original bands you kind of get you know tossed around every single way and it's it is a shame people always want to take advantage of you like one of my favorite stories is my my uncle um who plays bass um he played in a band in the 70s and he told me in one of the malls near us there used to be um a bar and restaurant and they would load in on thursday Thursday evening, they'd loan in. They would play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They were booked all three days. This is in the 70s. Him being the bassist, he himself made $100 a night. So he had a $300 weekend in the 70s. Now, granted, they were were like a disco band, which is obviously great. But we can't even get 300 collectively for a lot of gigs. And some people are always thinking, like, I got the easiest job in the world playing. You know, and that's why it's you and me on the side are working our asses off, you know, either teaching or doing whatever labor oh, jobs. Yeah. Because side hustles, yeah. Yeah, you don't, a lot of times in music, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's you, we're not in it for the money. No. I mean, you, you, no. you're really, you, you can't be. I mean, you can do a cover band. That's fine. That's great. But yeah, you can make the money a, doing it. Yeah. It is a different thing. And I think for me, the big separation was and like you you said and i how you you put it was great i got no fulfillment from it i got no happiness from it yeah i love arranging other people's stuff because that's one of the big things we're known for um and do it in our style 
but you just kind of get to that that point where where people are like that's all they wanted to hear and i want to play my stuff and i you know you get into that artsy fartsy expression thing because it's like look i don't know how to say what i'm feeling so i have to say it in song like it's that and uh and for me that meant a lot and you know it's just but but it's such a it's it's such a more difficult road it's this crazy you know cobblestone road now as opposed to nicely paved i mean it is a roller coaster ride that is for sure Wait, wait, wait. I just said it was a road and now it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Roller coasters are very smooth, Will. Uh, wooden roller coaster. Okay, that's a little better. You get yeah. jostled around, your nads get all smacked it, up and down. Okay, exactly. that's different. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe so, more God, more they, so like uh, a roller coaster at like a state fair. Oh, yeah. See, when I think of state fairs, I think of those really giant plastic slides you sit on the potato sack with. And oh, yeah. that one That one big, like hill in it where you go up and you smack your tailbone that i think that accurately kind of describes it yeah or what are those um those terrifying um cage when you're in a cage and it's it just flips you upside down (laughs) is that the zipper i don't know it's 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 you're flying around upside down you're in this like the ovular one like they're ovular and then they yeah so oh my god so if we're talking crazy zipper stories we have to kind of go off the path there was i went to a carnival near me uh when i was in high school and it was there was a girl that i really liked and we went on the zipper together and this was when i had my old nokia cell phone oh the wow. big the big monster brick and it was and yeah you're in you're in a cage and it's small cage oh room, so yeah you can't nothing it's can a, like fall out trap. it's horrifying i i it was creaky and it was and built in an hour <laughs> yeah probably it's not like into the ground there's no supports there's no foundation but anyway we're in this ride with the girl that i liked and we're go- I'm going around and my big Nokia phone comes out of my pocket and this thing was an indestructible tank and it is flying around this cage and we were like ducking and trying to like cover <laughs> our heads and the back cover falls off. The battery comes out. Now there's like all these pieces of shit just flying around. We are like screaming because we can't move because there's this little cage. We're getting like hit in the face with this phone. Shrapnel. I get all the, I get all the pieces. I put it back together. Phone works no problem. Needless to say, I think that was like our only little like carnival date so that uh, the, the phone that's a great it. uh great ride so story. that that would be more so my analogy for the original band thing it's the zipper with your nokia phone that falls out of your pocket yeah with next to the girl you like and there's just shit flying around hitting you in the face exactly it's a you have you, you can have quote some... me on that i'd like that on my tombstone yeah honestly <laughs> all of that <laughs> all the whole thing it's gonna be a real small font yeah but, like, but it get engraving kids it's it's uh it's it's a, a lot of mixed emotions, but you know, with the original stuff, at the end of the day, I still love it, and um, it it keeps me going. Um, and you know, for anybody listening that's that's feeling this way and struggling with the original stuff, just keep at it. I mean, you will have ups and downs, and mm-hmm. it will mm-hmm. be a grind. It will like be the a zipper, struggle. like the zipper. <laughs> that Nokia phone I mean, will come out, and it will knock you in the head. But <laughs> you will lose teeth. But at the end of the day, you can get off that ride, get some cotton candy, some funnel cake, whatever it is, and it makes it all better. And that's original music, folks. Thank you. Good night. Signing off. Yeah, let's just roll the credits yeah. at that point. I was going to say, you might not get the girl, but that phone's still going to work. Yeah, but you're going to get good. that funnel cake, babe. <laughs> you're going to get cavities and you have yeah, questionable yeah, carnage. Exactly. Um, but for Marcus, I mean, I was going to say, so you heard me and Will kind of bitch and complain, but there are some incredible positives to this, too. I don't want it to be just a negative thing. Yeah, doom and gloom. Um, 
no, we're going to get some little boom boom up in here now. Um, we've played some awesome original gigs. For we've sure. played gigs. The one we did in Brooklyn was absolutely incredible. We did this gig. Um, we originally thought it was going to be in front of a record executive. Long story short, yada, yada, yada. Things kind of change around. But we brought a bus of about 50 of our own fans to this gig. Technically, Brooklyn, kind of Manhattan. I don't yeah, know. Upper New York, East, New York. Yeah, I don't know. There New was York. pizza. I don't know. It was a pretzel cart, whatever. And um, <laughs> we packed this room. Not only were was it our own people but it was a lot of other people who never saw us before and everyone was dancing everyone was jumping we got this room going and when we were done because there was a couple bands on this bill i think we had like a 45 minute set something yeah and we were done and like everyone left and we all kind of felt bad for the last the band after us but i think it was a testament a testament to kind of how much the the room connected with us, which I think was was great. And you know, having that feeling where it's like we have our, our fan base, our mischief makers are like so dedicated to us, and they're they're super into what we do, and they're always following us wherever we play and listen to our music and, and engaging with us like that. And to to you know, Marcus specifically, I don't know if you're writing music or whoever's writing music in this original band. Um, it sounded like you were the band leader, I guess, in a sense, but. To kind of, you know, to, to have the songs that you've written and to play gigs and have people follow you and then play and have people sing the words and sing along to you singing your own songs, that is the coolest feeling in the world. Like, yeah. it really honestly is. And that didn't happen overnight. And that might be the kind of a discouraging thing where you kind of hope for instant success or like an instant gratification. But I can tell you, and I know Will will tell you probably more eloquently in less words than I did, it does not happen. <laughs> it does not happen overnight. It it really, really doesn't. You know, no. The carnival's there for multiple nights, man. That's you got to hit it every night. Yep. You know exactly. <laughs> you you just have to go on the tilt a whirl for a change. Maybe that'll be good. Right, I don't know. Right. That's a little better. But I mean, what? So like, if we're talking positivity, like, what are some of the really, really, like, just bananas? original gigs that, that we've had i mean off the top of your head can you think of any really cool ones we've had because i know we've had a whole bunch and we always reminisce about this kind of yeah stuff. i mean that that one in new york always comes back um around and i always think about that and it's that was one of those i mean i think for me at least and probably i, I could speak for the band i think everybody oh yeah go you are everybody's playing yeah. was at its top level we had such a good crowd. I think it just really, the yeah. adrenaline just was spiked. And that was it. I mean, the crowd, you feeding off the crowd is everything. The energy from the crowd is everything. I mean, if the crowd's not into it, guess what? You're probably not, you're, you're not going to be into it. No, not no, probably not at all. You're not going to be. Um, and it's such a good feeling though. Like it's so worth it. It's so like it's, you get up there and you think of all the, the crap you had to go through to get to that point, And it's like, dude, yeah. this was so worth it. Like and it really, really was exactly like you said, the adrenaline starts going and you're, you're just so, so happy in, in that moment. And, um, you just become a better player. You become a better musician and you know, um, but that's what makes it all worth it in the end, because it, as much as, you know, like we talked about the ups and downs, but all it takes is a gig like that. And you're, you're good for a while. And, raises um, everyone's spirits most yeah, definitely and you just you just look back onto it um so i'm trying to think of some of the some of my other oh favorites. i i mean i know one of my favorites was um when i almost threw up in your drums 
That gift was incredible. <laughs> so we have near us in old New Jersey, if you can tell by my accent, that's where I'm from. Um, we have this every year. It's called Art All Night, and it's this big 24-hour art exhibit thing, and they have bands and music. Um, and literally, like, the spot to have is you want to get, like, the midnight spot. Like, that is the best one. We were Prime slate, time. I think, for, like, 10, 10, 30, 11. Yeah. And there's two stages. There's an outdoor stage and an indoor stage. Well, I have a horrible, like, anxiety. And it's, like, we, which, you know, it's hard to explain kind of how it works with stage and stuff and uh, social things like that. But um, we, you know, we're setting up on stage. It's, you know, we're, we're helping you put your drums up. You're working on your drums. I'm working on my amp. Look out in the crowd. It's a big warehouse this thing is in. Like, it's a wireworks building. Like, it's this massive, and they convert it into this art gallery for, you know, 24 hours or whatever, or what have you. And there's maybe, like, 100-something people out in this crowd. wasn't too bad. Um, our, our schedule got pushed because we were originally supposed to be, like, 10, 30, 11, but, of course, everyone's running behind. So we ended up going on at around midnight. And it started raining outside, so the outdoor stage closed. They had to stop music from it. Everyone came inside. So I'm looking out, and there's like a 100-some people. I go back down to working on my amps or amp or whatever, and Will looks up at me, and he goes, dude, holy shit, look at these people. And I look up. How many people do you think are in that room? Uh, I mean, if I had to eyeball it, uh, at least 1,500, if I had to guess. Yeah, it was, it was a sea Between of that people. and 2,000. Big, yeah, it was just like shoulder to shoulder. Everyone is just watching us like get get ready on stage. And I started dry heaving, having this anxiety <laughs> attack. And Will at the time didn't know because I was for a while very secret about my anxiety issues. And he's like, dude, you can throw up in my drums. And I kind of laughed because it was pretty funny. I'm worried someone's going to see me because it was, you know, it's a horribly embarrassing. Yeah, I thought he was playing with pretty. me. No, I was really going to throw up in your drums. Yeah, that new porthole in there. Yeah, dude, I was yeah, going yeah. right for it. Um and we're getting ready, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm having problems. And on stage, our sax player, Chandler, stands right next to me, and he's like, dude, you fucking got this. Do it. And I was like, all right. And we get up, and we kick the song in. It was probably ruled the world. We always kicked it. And everyone in that room was jumping and dancing and screaming. That's and it like, right there. That applause. We got done that first song, and I was like, and I remember leaning over to you and, and him, and I was like, I am feeling good. And it was just like... That was yeah, it. you're set that for the gig rest was of the just, night. Yeah, that that gig was awesome. Uh, I think we played for an hour, and it was just like holy crap. And I remember we did all our stuff, and and we had one cover on that, and it was uh, the Spice Girls say you'll be there, and everybody flipped <laughs> out because at least if we cover stuff, it's nothing you ever hear bands do. Yeah, it's never no. anything that already has horns in it. It's always a song that I like or we like and I'll just do an arrangement and write the horn parts myself and I'll just be like this is how we're doing it this is how we're covering it in our style I like those and types of covers yeah they're that, it keeps everyone on their toes you know it's like I love my Earth, Wind & Fire and my Chicago and all that stuff but I don't want to play it because so many people are going to just compare you to be like oh you didn't play like the record and it's like yeah I know yeah we're not Chicago <laughs> you know we're not any right. of these guys it's like um, um like some of our favorites are like the postmodern jukebox guys and scary pockets like, oh yeah those guys they're are great they're putting so such creative arrangements and styles on these songs that you don't even recognize them sometimes and it's no and that's a that is a but true it cover like that's yeah that's, and they're six they're putting their spin you know, the, on it and the, and their original touches onto it and and I totally respect that and we do that and I love that yeah um, 
but I mean the artistry behind that and and, and the the amount of just musical genius to do things like that is just so yeah, those incredible. guys are nuts yeah I love it we love those guys guys though, and that, gals. that's like yeah. that's fresh you know it's and I'm always when I'm seeing that it's like oh man I can't wait for them to write something you know because oh, yeah. that's the best part where it's like because you know they're they gonna can. write something and it's gonna yeah. Oh, then it's gonna blow everybody out of the water. It's gonna be amazing, you know. Um, and that that I'm happy that we kind of bring it around full circle to that, where it's, you know, there is positivity in doing the original stuff, and it is worth it. It's just you kind of have to hold out, and it's not going to happen overnight. Granted, there are cover bands I've seen, and they are fantastic. Do I favor it? No, not necessarily, because for me, as a musician and a writer, I'd I'd much rather see people create as opposed to recite that's just me right right you know but it does obviously take skill and hey those guys are out there gigging and making money and i can't take that away from them at all no not um, at all i have a lot of friends i have a lot of friends who are in cover bands and tribute bands and things and they're working hard and they work all the time and every night gigging somewhere yeah and they, um, and they they're enjoying it they're making good money and that's totally fine yeah but, you know, for, for myself, and I know you had said, for me, to the writing, creating, and making something out of nothing. That's know, music. The, That's art. I would say maybe it's, the Walt, maybe it's the Walt Disney in me who kind of has that outlook. But um, not that I would ever compare myself because I'm not even a, a zit on a zit of Walt's ass. But, <laughs> you know, which you probably should get checked out of the doctor. But, you know, um, it's... <laughs> Oh, Did you get a horrible picture just then? Was it old Walt Disney or young Walt it, Disney? It was picture? old. I just so it was him probably like uh, like the Wonderful World of Color where he's like, "Hello, everybody," and just drops his pants <laughs> and he just has like a zit on his ass. Oh man, yeah. Well, there goes that Disney endorsement. That's not going to happen now. Great. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, it would have been like animated and everything. Oh, it would have been awesome. Um, but no, I, I would, I would say. It's very, very, I don't think, you know, to kind of come full circle, I don't think it's better playing in a cover band or an original band per se. I think it's how you perceive it or what you're trying to get out of it. If you're fine yes. with, yeah. you want to just gig a ton and make money, dude, cover bands, you can go for Do it. it. By, like, Do by it. all means, you, you, will, you can be great. Um, but if you want that creative freedom and you don't want to feel stale, like if you're a very creative person who writes and writes, the cover band thing might not be for you. you. You need to create, you need to have that outlet to kind of just let everything out into. Um, you know, I, I always equate it to, it's like, you know, you're you're a person who paints and all you essentially do is still lifes where you just, you have something and you're painting it. That takes a ton of skill. That is very impressive. But you're painting what you're seeing. You're not really creating from your head essentially like that. Mm. Um, obviously it all takes skill because, you know, God, like, oh yeah, fine art like yeah. that is impressive, um, but it's just like a, a kind of way to just differentiate between you know the the cover band and the original thing. So I would say Marcus, and I, I think Will could attest to this. Definitely stick with it. Don't ever, um, yeah, hold on to that, man. Yeah, don't stop because it feels you know frustrating or you know you feel like you're not being successful because if you kind of look at the little things in there you you really can find that oh man i did have some good successes and, and things like that that's just me though i mean god our our group's been together for quite some time and we're still working our way up the ladder yeah it's um, a grind for sure 
It is, but as long as you you kind of have the work ethic and the heart to go into, because you you know you can't be in it and thinking, oh, it's gonna be no no work at all. I can just do it. And now it's it is it is a full time it is a full time job. It's will will hits the the no buzzer over there. Or what's the uh, family um, feed one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing the X's. We have our X's across yeah. our chest right now, um, but. I, I think that was a great question. I really liked that's a kind really of discussing good, good that. Question. that. That stumped us for a bit. That did. We were kind of speechless in the beginning. I, I wasn't that's, expecting that's that. That's because we live it day to day. But um, Yeah, we were like, oh, God, we're looking in a mirror right now. Yeah, thanks, we're always Marcus. questioning it. You know, thanks a lot, Marcus, for having given us this existential crisis. Um, but I thought that was a great question. And if anyone out there has any questions they'd love for us to answer in a long format, kind of a thing like this you should probably go to www.charleslarita.com slash contact and there's a little box you can fill out with all of your info and your question yes will please do we're on we're, we're on patreon did you know this we are we we in fact are and i was going to say if any of our mischief makers or anyone listening would like to help support the band and all of our endeavors um we have our patreon is right on the home page of our website which is charleslarita.com. It's a big, gaudy, ugly orange button yes. with the P on it. Yes, it's big and disgusting and doesn't fit with the website um, theme at all. But hey, I, I wanted to make you know make it stick out. But our Patreon is $1 a month, which is essentially less than that disgustingly watery Starbucks coffee that you order every single day. Um, and you'd be helping support the band because it is a lot of work that we do with our videos and our content that we're constantly putting out. And we put that uh, any kind of funds that we get towards paying our players and our and our recordings and our videos and things like that. And we always love to credit our patrons in our videos and any of our projects that we put out online. So if you wanted to support us, we would love that. And if not, we still love you regardless because you're all yes, we um, do. fantastic. Beautiful people. Oh, my God. So gorgeous. So, so gorgeous. I am just in awe. It's like looking at just art. I don't know. You make Mona Lisa look like just Le- Just Lisa. Just Lisa, <laughs> just regular Lisa, who and no one likes her. But in closing, my name is Charles Larita, and I'm Will Sarver, and we want to thank you guys so much for listening to us beat off. This has been the Drop the Beat podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Take care. See ya. <laughs>